Wait, stop. Why? Who is it? Music stops, you will hear three little voices talking ludicrously. There's Rob, Peter, and then Alfie. It's a Jeans on Toast podcast party. Jeans on Toast, the baby. Jeans on Toast, the baby. Jeans on Toast, the baby. Jeans on Toast. And the ball is picked up by Richards on the left wing, controls it nicely, he siphons into the middle of the park and then lays it off to Mulroy. Oh, Mulroy's picking it off, he's a gazelle on that wing there, just trotting down, trotting away, trotting, trot, 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 pass it to Stringer. And Stringer now, weaving in and out, going, oh he's gone round him, and, and, and oh, it's a glorious goal. He's on toast one. Portugal, no. no. <laughs> I was worried there was going to be a rival podcast there. Oh, yeah. We should have done, shouldn't we? Yeah. We need yeah. an adversary first, I think. Jeez, um, on one. Stuff you should know, nil. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. If you'd like to be next week's adversary podcast, <laughs> yeah. email in. With a quid. With a quid. I like we do yeah, things definitely. with a quid attachment, because every quid will help, so mm. whatever. We went to see Stuff You Should Know. Good podcast. Most downloaded podcast of, of last year, I think, or of all time on iTunes. Our first podcast to reach 500 million you just downloads. Throw the stats yeah. 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 Just, yeah. It'll be one of them. It'll yeah, one of those. You're going to stay at the top if you keep getting plugs on that <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, I know. Guys, can you plug us back? Please. Yeah, Josh and Chuck. Um, those could only be the familiar sounds of footy. 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 Football. football, yeah. The football. classic. Uh, is our national sport? Yeah. I think. Yeah. No I'd doubt. So. No doubt in my yeah. mind. You almost pulled off. Saying football like a like a normal person, like a lad. Foot what football? Oh, football, 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 football. So two out of the three of us are big football fans. Yeah. Can you guess which? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. lifelong uh, fan. In fact, um, if I could uh, put my love into words, I would say that pulled together in eighteen eighty eight quickly the masses it did ingratiate a wide formation of fans over the nation. Get it wrong. It's not rules, it's laws. To tackle tackles of force, they're caught up in delusion. And referees, they accuse them. On fields of green, they shout bribery. Oops, didn't mean to. Sorry, referee. A, a kick, a flick, that sicko shit. Before I get stuck in and all, do either of you know much about football? Wow. Oh. Did you write that? Yeah, I did write no. that. No. Did you? Yeah. Richard's original. Yeah. Oh, fucking God, hell. God, I could have passed that off for a John Cooper Clark. I, did, I was going to say it had a very JCC vibe to it easy night fun love that so. last line there very good yeah thanks oh that was great um, I think Pete's most excited about this episode hence the poem and the football league shirt he's wearing right and the, now do you know PR coincidence but yeah back in my refereeing days we used to get so many freebies yeah. every training session you go to you get a full trackie um, we'll go into this a bit more yeah we're going to come on to that yeah, we'll, later we'll examine well just before I do get into it housekeeping housekeeping Give us a like on Facebook, Thanks. slash Jeans on Toast, Instagram at Jeans on Toast Podcast, Twitter at Jeans on Toast 69, you can email us at Jeans on Toast Podcast at gmail.com, and we've got tickets for a live show. 3rd of, of August, the King's Arms. Now, football. To some, just a few overpaid foreigners hoofing a plastic bollock around some grass, but others... It's a complex game of athletic virtuoso, artistic flair and stimulating competition. But where did it all begin? 
So officially invented in 1863. Now, you did say a different date then. 88, that was when the Football League oh, was, it? Uh, was there. So, so 60, 1863 is a date that's banded around as well. That's when the rules were codified. Uh, here's an excerpt, though. This mm. is from way back. Mm. From young William Fitzstephen in 1170, after mm. a visit to London. <laughs> After dinner, all the youths of the city go out into the fields for the very popular game of ball. See, it didn't it didn't have its foot prefix there. Uh, no. Very popular game of ball. So he also went on to mention that each trade had their own team. The elders, the fathers, and the men of wealth came on horseback to view the contests of their juniors, and in their fashion, sport with the young men. And there seems to be aroused in these elders a stirring of natural heat. Very sexual sentence, that. Mm. Yeah. There seems to be an aroused in these elders a stirring of natural heat by viewing so much activity and participation in the joys of unrestrained youth. That whole thing is very homoerotic. Mm. Do you think maybe like in the olden days, because there's a lot of stuff like that, that's not the only example. Do you reckon it was maybe because you couldn't write about sex then, could you? So So you had to subtly put it in there. So everything else had to be sexual. Didn't yeah, it? just the, the elder the, arousing these elders a stirring of natural heat. The writers there is like oh, that's some rich that's older good. man on a horse that's going. Kick it, young man. Play with the ball. Yeah, you turn up to bury a dead family member of the week, and you all gather in the town pit, and you pass this text around. People are going to be getting really excited. Yeah, just taking it home for a bit. Yeah. Can, I, uh, can I keep going yeah. to that? Can I look at that bowl uh, sheet you were uh, talking about earlier? Yeah, it's like it, Reader's Wives when it was back then, it was just really a geography magazine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the smuttiest magazine I could think of. But, I mean, it's been going on for that's nearly a thousand years ago. Yeah. I didn't even know anyone was doing anything at that point. I thought people just died all just the died. time. Battle and die. Battle and die, but I guess they were. That's the Dark Ages, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's not, anyway. not much recording of that, is there? I mean, like, I, that says to me, the one thing I know about the history of football is that riot football that they used to play. Have you heard of that? Is that just massive amounts of people? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the aim was, I think Derby might have been where it uh, first originated, but the aim was to get what a ball, yeah. which was just a, whatever, a sack full of shit, yeah, pretty yeah. much, to get it from one end of town to the other. Yeah. And fatalities <laughs> in this were commonplace. Yeah, well, what? Yeah, yeah. what? Well, because because it was scrapping hundreds of people doing it. As yeah, well. and it's factional thing as well in towns because of course you know, I want to get it at my end. No, I want to get it at your end, and then you know it's the dark ages. What else are you going to do except kill someone? Yeah, true, and that's how you get get at, like little rivalries as well. Mm-hmm. It's like witch hunting. It's an excuse to kill someone you don't like. Yeah, I think you killed him. It's part of the game. Part of the game. <laughs> Have you read the rules, mate? Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Laws actually. Um, no, it's. Uh, I think the hooligans of today take a leaf out of there, but maybe. I think so. Maybe that's, that's maybe where it's coming from. Yeah. Resurgence yeah. of the old ways. Well, as I've said, two out of the three of us bloody love it. Mm. Would, Adore is it. Is that fair? Adore? Objective? I'd say love. Love? Yeah. I used to. Mm. Did you? Six, yeah. Have I never told you that before? No. Six to 16. <sighs> Oof. Ten me, years. Me and football, football and me. Really? We went everywhere together. Solid ten year contract there. But this is where I wanted to start off was if if we used to play as youths. So did you used to play? Yeah, I don't know what came I do I do I remember my dad taking me down to the park, probably at like four this was mm. and just just for a kickabout and I remember the first time being really impressed with him. He he just 
chucked it up and booted it as high <laughs> as he could. And it went so high. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was short. a four-year-old Rob so. as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it, wow. was, yeah and it was. It was just crap. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> Kick a ball high. <laughs> Kick yeah. a ball so high that it starts to go small. <laughs> That's how you first start to get good at football, isn't it? You stop being surprised at how far you can kick it. Yeah. And once you're in control of that, everything else grows from there. Where it becomes standard. So yeah. Yeah. Kick that. I mean, when we used to go to, we had a soccer dome. I don't know if you used to have one in your town, but it was a big indoor football arena. The time ours was the biggest in Europe. No, we didn't. No, I, I grew up in a little Never of a town village, mate. Street, you grew up in Wigan. Streets yeah. and curbs. <laughs> No, it was little six-a-side pitches. Yeah. And you know how big a six-a-side pitch is? Well, my dad used to be able to score from the halfway line there at goal, which to me, age 24, is piss easy, but at the age of six, seven, You're like, I was like, how on earth does he kick it that hard? Yeah. And it was also at the time when my dad was conflating every story of his life. So, yeah, I used to play for Liverpool and all that. Uh, to impress his infant son. Yeah. He, he still did it. And um, yeah, You were impressed though, weren't you? I was impressed at the time, yeah. Yeah. It's all about perspective though, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, did he play? I played, yeah. I played for Flamborough FC. Who um, chose that name? It was a little village. Flamborough. Flamborough. Beautiful, beautiful. PH or F. Beautiful coastal village, Flamborough Cliffs. Uh, Spelled with an F or a PH? FL, Flamborough. FL, and I've heard of Flamborough. 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 Flamber, Flamber, Cliffs, beautiful. Yeah. Lots of puffins around there as well. So there are cliffs. Oh, I. Right. Did you play yeah. on the cliffs? No, the cricket ground in that. a place called Suby just before Flamber was on the cri- uh, on the cri- on the cliffs. Um, and I played for Flamber FC between the ages of eleven and fourteen. Okay, a bit left later. midfield. So we did you play before that? Oh yeah, I played when I was growing up, but never really played for a proper team. I joined a team when I got into secondary school. Yeah, it was when most people tend to play like proper team. You could do it before, but I, I got I got in early. I mean, yeah, I mean, I started. I went to Cubs, and Cubs had a team, so I started playing at seven, mm. and I played for school as well mm. with young Kieran Trippier. You know the. Have you mentioned this before? He played for Kieran my Trippier. Mind. Yeah, he went to my primary school and my high school. Where's he Kieran from? It's from. He's from five minutes away Is he? from where I live. Yeah. Good looking lad, Trippier. He's, is he? Yeah, uh, yeah. Tanned, short. Is this one of your things? He's mixed race. Up front, where I was amazing, until I was about 11, then right wing, until I was about 14, and I started to be not very good anymore, so this moved me right back. How was it on the right wing? You weren't rad- radicalised, were you? <laughs> <laughs> me and you would not have got on I was left wing, so. No, I was, I was, I was left back. Yeah. I was, oh, me and you were. Sorry. I was the ultimate failure. I was just the guy who was no no good at a winger, no good at centre half. He left footed. Sure. Yeah, I'm left footed. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's a it's a benefit being Wait, left footed. Are you left handed you... as well? No. Oh! I'm left handed, left footed. So you're left handed. Now, I when I was about 16, I flagged this to my mum because everybody was saying oh, Peter's left footed, but he's right handed. My mum forced me to write with my right hand. This happens to my younger sister. It's it's bad. It causes trauma. Yeah. Apparently, it's it's child abuse. Apparently, if you're listening, Karen, you better yeah, be sorry Karen. for it. Because you might have right terrible now. He's left. So, so it, you got to bred out of you basically. Yeah. Well, so you should have been left-handed. I should have been left. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's fate, isn't it? Maybe I should have always been right-handed. Maybe my mum. Maybe your mum didn't right-handed. see the left in you. 
She yeah. Was, she saw she saw where <laughs> left was going to take it. It wasn't good. She wasn't happy. No. no. <laughs> what a good mother. Well, uh, they do say left-handed people die eight years younger on average. So he's cheated death. He's well, got eight straight years yeah. on me. Yeah, that would be a dull final destination, wouldn't it? Really <laughs> long term. Oh, he's left-handed. Watch uh, out. <laughs> um, yeah, but benefit. It was a benefit having a left foot on you. Yeah, because you, rarely you'd get people who were left-footed. So you stick them straight on the left wing or left. You guarantee the start if you had you a left foot. You guarantee the start. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I I played for a team. When did you start? When I was aged fourteen. What were they called? Yes, you two went a bit later than me. They were called... Um, in fact, why don't I tell you about my way into football by means of a story. Oh, love to hear one. Love, love to hear one. And uh, please listen carefully at home. In between paper rounds and Rice crispy Squares, my teenage years were spent hoofing the fabled association of football. After the school bell rang, I would head over to the acre or so of land behind my house, assimilating myself into the flock of other local lads who, like me, had been waiting all day to go head to head to head to head to head. Often isolated, I would still receive their valuable coaching advice. Kick it properly, you mong! Do you know how to fucking shoot, you jebbing? While lacking technical ability, I more than made up for with a lack of self-awareness and could easily find myself weaving past my adversaries, sometimes with the ball. At the age of 14, my eavesdropping hobby paid dividends as I got wind of a trial just up the road for my local team, Welly Scorpions FC. Mm. I decided to try my luck, and that Sunday, after a kiss goodbye from my mother... <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I wasn't expecting the mum to come up so soon. You're going to do a kiss noise say as well. that, Yeah, say that, say that line again. At the age of 14, my eavesdropping hobby paid dividends as I got wind of a trial just up the road for local team Welly Scorpions FC. I decided to try my luck and that Sunday after a kiss goodbye from my mother... Oh, good luck, love! Don't listen to agents! I laced up my boots and took to the field. I joined the six or so lads I was starting my path to glory with. Who the fuck are you? It was clear from the off that it was not about what, but who you know. Unless your brother's out or something, you need to fuck off. The mission was to earn their respect right away, so I meandered over to the familiar English pigskin. Using the kicking technique I'd fine-tuned during my long summer nights with a brick wall, I sent the ball towards the top right-hand corner of the goal. It would have been a screamer if it travelled 40 more yards. Then, before I was set on, the coach stepped over. You're new? Yes. Are you under 15? Yes. Can you play? No. Right. The trial lasted an hour. Maina Lampard was lampooned, lambasted and lamented the days when football was as simple as hitting an unfortunate kerb. This was a different game altogether. Look up when you shoot, you tool! Your head's too big to fucking edit. Just let it go for me. Don't back heel if you can't even pass normally. If you tackle me again, I'll shit on your dad's allotment. When we finished, it was fair to say I'd had my pants down. Pulling them back up, I was being surveyed by the gaffer. We need to make up the numbers for the league rules, so just be here on Sunday. It was the quickest seven days of my life. Not even the foot and mouth outbreak ruined my mood. I was pumped with adrenaline with eyes firmly on the prize, and Gordon Brown was handling the crisis particularly well. <laughs> Our bright yellow kits looked to me like sunrise, as my career was finally rearing its wrinkly head. I couldn't believe I was here, and even more surprisingly, I had a starting berth. Oh, oh come on, put me on! I took up my position as the left-sided centre-half wearing my idle hoopier's number, Sacred Four. I approached my tasks with fire and gumption, and by the time we were 8-0 down, I felt comfortable. 
Deep into the second half, as I slid into the legs of one of the more respectable mums on the sideline, I caught the eye of a navy blue bomber jacket that was adorned with the insignia of none other than Liverpool FC. Could it be? Somebody casting their eyes over to me? Get up and start fucking marking! I'll get to that, I thought. A scout was watching me. I had to do something spectacular first. Still prone on the grass, still poking through the thigh of this poor spectator, I began to analyse. A gap was opening up in their midfield whenever they lost possession. Their defensive midfielder was too drawn to the ball, leaving a gap on the left-hand side which their winger, with his notoriously poor defensive work rate, was not working to close. The defenders were hanging high up the field thanks to their security with the lead, which meant that a run directly at them would quickly expose their substandard turn of pace. Fucking Mark! I decided to utilise this verbatim analysis of the day before's Newcastle-West Ham game right away, and shot to my feet, only slightly puncturing that poor woman's leg. By some extraordinary stroke of luck, the ball bobbled over to me. My good fortune continued as I stopped it dead. I took the ball forward five yards, still ten from the halfway line. Pass it! I, I took it another five. Come on, pass it! Pass. Carefully between my feet. I'm Send on it! Opponents began to close I'm me in. down. Come on! Sensing threat. Others in space. Rob Hopkins was clean through on the right. But they almost looked like they were getting closer. I was running like a badger in a kitchen. The ball was tied to my feet than a community pool veruca. I saw the halfway line pass me, then the edge of the centre circle. Would you believe it? I had made it to the edge of the box. Turning to face, I dragged the ball back to avoid an oncoming fullback and picked my spot. Ping! Crossbar. Line. Net. I was too frozen with surprise to properly celebrate, extending my arms skywards as my teammates congratulated me. Fuck's sake, is he starting next week then? The last 10 minutes droned on, we finished up at the receding end of a 10-2 drubbing. Nonetheless, <laughs> I had done my bit. A blistering 50-yard run was capped off with a goal, and if I hadn't in the respect of my peers, at least I'd impressed who mattered. The scout? The scout? Uh, no, no, my, my dad, he'd, he'd give me a lift and watch from the car. That, that fellow was the other manager. Right. He thought I was shit. <laughs> uh, we, then uh, we finished the season with one win, so I thought it would be best to focus on the telecoms career. <laughs> Oh, and you've done bloody good at that as yeah, well. You you, yeah, you have. Scored plenty you, of metaphorical goals there. You made, you made the right decision, I think. Yeah, it was only one season at the top for me. Do you ever wonder, like, before the professional times, what, what players used to do before they were footballers? Do you ever wonder, lads? Sometimes, yeah. Of course, yeah. Do you want to play a game around that? Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. go on, yeah. Do you want to play a little game around that? I've got a few well-known footballers. Oh. And um, I've got, in fact, I've got three... Of what they did before football, I want you to guess the profession, and then I've got two for what they did after football. So, uh, first one, someone you'll be familiar with, uh, Rob, certainly, Peter Schmeichel. Uh, before he was a footballer, um, was he a dog breeder, a Formula 3 driver, Ooh. or was he a cleaner? <laughs> right, so big, tall Danish man, yes. former United goalkeeper, was he. Form- I think he's too tall for a Formula 3 car. What was the first one? Dog breeder. Danes love dogs. Where do you think a great Dane comes from? <laughs> I, that one leaps out at me. What are you thinking? Are we working together? Nah, do what you want. No, let's play against each other. No, oh shit. The nature of genes. But I'm just giving him my logic. No, I, I think he was a Formula 3 driver for some reason. I feel like Schmeichel is a big car fan. I feel like I've seen him talk about his cars a lot before. I know I've definitely seen him at Grand Prix. Whether he's just a fan, I don't know. But I'm going to go with race car, Formula 3 driver. I think he's a big car fan. 
The d- breeds dogs yeah. or the Easter breed yeah. dogs. You're going Formula 3. You're going dog breeder. Better not be cleaner. No, uh, you're right on the Great Dane trap, but he doesn't mess with his own. He was a cleaner. Oh, we both got it wrong. Yeah, a cleaner? Came cleaner, from humble yeah. beginnings. Be good for cleaning shelves. Nice humble, yeah. Um, 1985, um, PFA Player of the Year, uh, Everton goalkeeper Neville Southall. Was he, before he played, an underwater welder? <laughs> A civil servant or a bin man? Oh. Right. If you've managed to find someone that was an underwater welder... First of all, if he of... was an underwater welder and then you thought the next two jobs I'm going to give her is bland as civil servant and a bin man, mm. then you need to get your creative out screwed on. Yeah. But it could be trickery. Yeah, it's all part of maybe. his plan. Maybe. Civil servant. I can't see this keeper. He working in government. He was he was brilliant, Neville Southall. As was, well. Did they used to put him at the back of the bin, just trying to like knock all the bin bags out? I don't know. I don't know. That's for you. Well, to well, that well, chuck- <laughs> when they're chucking rubbish into the chair. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you go with bin man then. I don't want to go. Bin I do. You want to go, go bin, man? bin man? All right. Rob's having bin man. What are you going? I mean, a civil servant. I'll go fucking water welder. Water water welder. welder. Well, actually, um, like managers these days, it was actually his job to get the sack. He was a bin man. Ah, there you go. His job to get the sack, nice. 1-0 uh, to Rob there. Well done, mate. Uh, Jamie Vardy, having a party. Mm. Before he um, began his... Insane journey. Insane, meteoric rise to the top. Do you know Jamie Vardy's journey? Do you play for that unlikely team that won? He Leicester. played for Leicester and they won the Premier League. But Jamie Vardy, did he get promoted consecutive seasons from like the North? He, um, he's, he's, so he was in the Northern Premier League, yeah, that. Stocksbridge Park Steels, and then he moved over to Fleetwood. Fleetwood. He was the first million pound player to be bought from non-league when he went to Leicester, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's good. Well, where is he now? Don't see him on the England still Leicester. Yeah, he's, the, he's at the World Cup. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's playing on Sunday. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. I'm strong. Um, Great, so what was... This is after. Wait, what? So this is before he was... Um, this is another one before. During his non-league days. This was when he was at... Um, no, it was before he joined that club. So was, did he work in a factory making shin splints? Was he a barman in a strip club? Or was he cabin crew? Oh, they're all good. Christ. Oh, God. I don't think... James Varden. So... (laughs) (laughs) That's his full name. Yeah, you can. You lent them both parts. I I think I'm going to go with the strip club barman. Strip club barman. Yeah, I was quite up for that one, but I'll go the first one... Factory worker in a shin splint factory. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go for that. But I am going to. You're going to go for yeah. that? Okay. No, neither of you went for cabin crew. No. Um, he may be flying high now, but Leicester's favourite race no. was Way. a shin splint worker. Oh, God. What the hell? He made, he made shin splints. <laughs> I was so excited nice to then done. immediately Google Jamie Valley as a flight attendant. Yeah. That'd I could see him in a little waistcoat and everything. Oh, is he racist? Uh, he, called, he kept calling that um, casino fella a Jap, didn't he? That was just before his sort of breakthrough season. Oh, I didn't he, know that. Um, racially aggravated. Right. And as you, uh, Wigan captain when we came up to the Premier League. Um, after football this time, right. uh, did the big defender 
become a cage fighter, a police detective, or a therapist? What's his name? Ariane Desieux. Hmm. Is he foreign? Dutch. Ooh, okay. So UFC fighter. Cage fighter. Police detective. Does that mean therapist. fighting cages? Yeah. Mm. He's really, really opposed to the current uh, policy on the US border. Yeah. <laughs> I was going over, beating him over. Beating him up. <laughs> uh, detective, no. Just no. Although you should go for that one. Yeah, do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was the other one? Cage fighter detective and what? Therapist. Well, mm, I'm going to go cage fighter. I'll go therapist then. Okay. Ariane, did you? Uh, he's moved from a defensive line to a thin blue one. Ariane is no. a police detective. Stop no it. way. Yeah. I love that you did a, tri- a pun trick on the last one. So yeah, I just don't believe him now at the start. Oh, wow. A police detective. For murders as well in, uh, in the Netherlands. Wow. Does someone do a pun joke in a Dutch accent? She was shot. <laughs> Money Penny. She was shot. She was shot. <laughs> Oh, no, you tell you did like a football. That's pump. what I was going to do. He came through. I don't know. What, you Nelson Mandela no. now? He came through. He came through and shot himself. Right. He dribbled. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, Nelson Mandela is not a footballer. The Dutch version of CSI with him. Sheer shy. Sheer shy. <laughs> it's just Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrei Shevchenko, uh, big Ukrainian striker. Played for Chelsea. Milan, Chelsea. £32 million he joined for. Mm-hmm. I, I saw his debut. Uh, did he join the military, get into politics, or become a fireman after he left football? Where's he from? Ukraine. I remember his name. Mm. Yeah, so, he was a good player. Politics, football. No, sorry. <laughs> politics, fireman, or. Join the military. Uh, oh, God. When was he about? He only retired seven years ago. Seven years ago, about, yeah. Um, Time to join the military. No, I'm not going to say military. I think it was a have a go. Footballers often feel quite entitled and they've got money, therefore they can sidestep into politics in rubbish poor countries. So I'll go. No offence to any of our Ukrainian listeners. Listen, guys, <laughs> your country's having problems. I don't really think it's rubbish, I think it's, it's the cradle of Kiev. Yeah, I think he's a politician. What yeah. was the other one? Uh, fireman. Mil- military fireman. or fireman? Fireman. Fireman. Uh, a keen fan of factional occupations, he became a politician. Mm. You've been bummed on this, mate. Yeah, because you've been guessing first all the time. No, I like I've you. gone for the quirky answers. He's giving you his thinking. You could have his answer. Right. No, but there's no competition, is there? Well, there was no competition. He won 3 now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I wonder, how he's, uh, I wonder if he's pro-Russia or what. He's like centre-right... Uh, he's. Um, I don't really know because it's mad in Ukraine, isn't it? You're either really mad about Russia, or you're mad about the EU. Mm. Yeah, I'm not mad about it either. There's not. There's not much of an in between. Yeah, I'm not a Brexiter. Before anybody, any listeners think so. Almost voted for Brexit, though, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I was going to do it as a joke because then I because I was so sure yeah, that Remain were. was going to win. I thought I could vote Brexit, here, and then for the rest of my life I could be like, yeah, well. I voted leave, so you know, don't I don't want any part in this. You know, to be a what what was that word you used before? A, a contrarian. Contrarian. Yeah. yeah. Glad yeah. I didn't know. You I don't even think we'd know what imagine if that had happened, the word Brexit would never be said. No. Imagine I know, that. God we'd have forgotten about it. It was an idiot. We'd word. have forgotten about it. Yeah. What the whole referendum we just wouldn't have talked about it. What would what would be going on now? 
God, that's a separate podcast. <laughs> and I read a fantastic story today about the Peruvian captain yeah. and how he almost, well, got banned to play at the World Cup. Do you know about this? Peruvian captain um, Uero, Guerrero. Guerrero um, was tested, random drugs test, after a qualifying match to qualify for the World Cup, tested positive for cocaine or traces of what you would find in cocaine. Mm. He immediately appealed and said, I haven't taken any cocaine. Meanwhile, a few years earlier, three young Peruvian girls, was it Peruvian or was it Nepalese girls, were found at the top of a massive mountain, Nepalese. frozen for hundreds and hundreds of years. They've been sacrificed and they were frozen up there, perfectly preserved. In Peru? I think so. Probably Peruvian. Big, big mountain. Um, anyway, flash forward again. Um, he's appealing, saying, I haven't taken these drugs. Is this a film? No, this is a true story. No, this is true. It happened a couple, right. of, couple of months ago. He's appealing, saying, I haven't, I haven't um, taken any cocaine. Mm. Um, so his lawyers uh, get, get his urine samples and things, and they say that it's, there's a chance that he had some sort of tea with the cocoa leaves that has been made, which then can put traces of of the chemicals in cocaine into your system. Mm. And that was, he, he was appealing. He said he wasn't feeling very well and he'd been given this tea to make him feel better. He didn't know what type of tea it was. And that's how he's saying that it's going to his system. They use the girls found on the mountain. They find the same, exact same traces in their system because they will have drank that tea at the time. I was really wondering how that was going to come into it. Yeah. You tied it up right at the end there, yeah, didn't yeah. you? It's, why is it only South America where there's mad tea? You can't yeah. just say in this country that oh, I had some foot tea, that's why <laughs> I showed up. Makes sense though, doesn't it? Well, I've, I've been to Peru and the cocoa leaves, I'm a bit curious as to how naive you could be because they're all, like, everyone chews them and it's like a little, the leaves that they make cocaine out of, you chew them and you just have them in your mouth and they give you like, they get you a bit. Yes, but I read this today that they only give you what is considered, what would be considered here as a very strong cup of coffee. It's the same aware, alertness of a strong cup of coffee. It's not like you're doing a line yeah, of yeah. coke. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, so, no, but he, he's saying is that someone may have mixed up this tea. They've given him a tea claiming it was so-and-so and they've mixed it up With and he's drank it and that you can't taste the difference. Yeah. And to be honest, not from I was, Sainsbury's then. No. <laughs> um, to be honest, when I was reading the story, I was like, do you know what? I believe him because he's appealed hard and he's got very good lawyers to help him. Well, he's playing, isn't it? he? He's playing, yeah. So they're playing because the all of the is. captains in his group at the World Cup wrote to FIFA yeah. and said, look, we sort of buy it. Can, yeah. we, can you just let him play in the app? Yeah, so, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty wacky. Good story. He played today. Yeah, for Peru. Do you remember I've been doing something called the hypnotic hypothetical that's just evolved the last few weeks? Oh, yeah, yeah I yeah. sort of black out during them, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the words. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, well, I've got another one. I've managed to, to hobble one together, mm. even, even on the subject I'm not strong. So, let's get into it. You're in the pub on a Thursday night, having a casual few with a casual few. Four pints down, your bladder leaps into action and announces it's ready to break the infamous seal. You slog off to the bogs. You sigh with satisfaction as you see the sour secretion sail out your snake. Unaware anybody else was in the john, you're alarmed to hear a thud as a figure emerges from the dingy stall nearby. A man, balls deep in his fifties, waddles alcoholically over to you. 
He's adorned in a sheepskin coat, flat cap, and has the bulbous beak of a booze binger that even Rudolph would be intimidated by. Can see him now. He starts up. I used to be one of the best, you know. I've managed them all. You humour him. Oh, that's good, buddy. No, I did. You don't get it. I've managed them all. I was football's pope. Confused by his papal reference, you're immediately distracted by the glowing pendant he has around his neck, slightly dulled by the bean juice that has made a home on there. He grips it. This thing. This is how. This is how I managed them all. The lashed lavatory legend then proceeds to explain how his magical ruby pendant can transcend time and space and put him into the body of any player or manager of his choosing at any time. He gushes to you how he's won all sorts of leagues, cups, trophies, shields and swords all over the world and says it's about time he gave something back. He explains, you look like a good kid and you piss like a champ. (laughs) So who is it to be? He will allow you to play as any player in any match from any time. You'll enter their body with their technical ability and sort of their know-how. You'll get but you to get to enjoy it, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. So like for one match, for one match, um, he, he obstructs you from being manager because I'm the pope. But but yeah. pl- player, <laughs> any player you okay. want, any player. I know yours already. From I think I know. Do yours. you though? I don't think you do. You don't think I do? No. So in Wigan FA Cup final, it's not Ben Watson nodding it in past no. Joe Hart in the ninety-first like, minute. That would be my first choice for you. No, definitely not. Uh, go on, you go first. Do you have one in your head? Yeah. Uh, you go first, then. I'm still wrapping my brains. I would go to the Theatre of Dreams, funnily enough. No! Oh, yeah. He criticises it, but... And I would be uh, one certain Fat Ronaldo, that fateful night where he scored a hat-trick against Manchester United in the uh, European Cup. Real Madrid, Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. At Real yeah. Madrid. The finest... The original Ronaldo. Perform- the original Ronaldo. The yeah. finest individual performance by any player ever. If you go on YouTube... Uh, there's a video called The Boy Wonder Ronaldo and I've shown that to people who unlike you never liked football and have watched that and have been mesmerised he's that superb in it his movement he never stops and this was when he was getting the most criticism I think it was like 2001 I'd be Fat Ronaldo the way he just pings it past uh, the keeper three times I think it was Barthez unbelievable Mm -hmm. absolutely unbelievable and he got a standing ovation from the entire uh, Old Trafford faithful Wow! Really? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't have thought that. Is it just because you hate United, so you love the satisfaction of doing that? I do hate United, but that. But wouldn't you rather be a player in their home stadium or at a big final, getting the euphoria of their fans screaming for them? What about that Liverpool game you went to against Dortmund? Dortmund, yeah. No, there's something about quite vindictive to to rub it in the faces of more opposition fans Mm. having a brilliant game. That's that's what it's all. You were being fat, wouldn't it, Alf? Any thoughts? Um, see, I am I'm, I'm unlike Peter. I wouldn't go for the vindictive, rub it in the face what, of the grudge away. Man. Grudge the grudgeman. Yeah. I wouldn't go for the yeah, yeah, grudgeman. Uh, I would go for the glory. I go for all the glory. Um, I mean, I'd probably go Wembley. Um, Is this not Hull? This is Hull. Oh, it is Hull. In the playoff final, I'd be Dean Windass scoring that absolute screamer from outside the box that sent Hull up to the Premier League for the first time. Oh, wow, that is Absolute screamer. And just couldn't have been a better game. So tense, so close, the whole match. And then he pulls that out of the bag and and we were up. We knew from that goal we were up. Were you there? 
wasn't there. I was there at Wembley the second time we got up uh, back in 2015 mm. um, against Chef Wednesday. But I wasn't there for that. But they did a parade around the city when they came back for getting promoted. It was just amazing. You don't get to be at the parade. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. fine. That's uh, fine. Uh, yeah, but I, I can be at the parade. I know it's been and gone, hasn't it? Yeah. Damn it. Well, having the parade. Anyway, you're having the parade. The Pope's having the parade, is he? <laughs> I mean, the, thing, the interesting thing about this hypothetical is, like, the one thing you always think when you watch performances of that is you think, God, what was he thinking there? Mm. How do you know he's got that position? And the thing is, you would, you would know, wouldn't you? Yes. Being in their shoes. And then you would actually be able to explain it to someone, but they'd never believe you. This is what I was you. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who would you be? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I probably don't know enough specifics. I mean, the Champions League final... 1999, United, Bayern Munich. Is it when we, is it is Bayern? It? Yeah, so 2-1, they scored two in the last four minutes. Yeah, Solskjaer. I think I'd be Solskjaer. Teddy Schoenger and Solskjaer. Didn't, well, was that the semi-gigs did that insane run from his own That was half. the FA Cup semi-final against Arsenal in 1995. I think just that, I think I'd be Solskjaer in that game. I think he actually got brought on as well, so maybe it's a bad example. No, no, no that's better, because you, you do less running. <laughs> yeah, have to deal with yeah. But yeah, but just that moment. Two, I mean, two goals in five minutes is always just glorious. Mm. So just to be part of that yeah, stadium definitely. erupting, yeah, that'd be nice. Not much running. Being Norwegian for a bit, be good. Yeah. He's got a mad accent, him. Solskjaer. Have you heard him interviewed like in the last couple of years? Not recently, no. Unbelievable. It's like it's it's mank with just every third word. In That's Norwegian. like Schmeichel though. So Michael's got that that very English yeah, twang. Solskjaer's much more confident when he speaks, and he's, yeah. and he's he's like you know he's quite an, he's quite a nice bloke. Solskjaer. I want to see that. Well, should, should we see if we can get him on? Yeah, yeah. So Ollie, gonna if you're ready. Yeah, come over. Good. Ollie, gonna come on. It's interesting that none of us picked to be a goalie making a good save, is it? Oh yeah, that would be good. Because that's just as glorious. I, I actually nearly did. Yeah. But I don't know the game, the reason I didn't choose this one, but the goal where Peter Schmeichel scored. Oh, yes, the header, yeah, 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 yeah. Against. Yeah, that was a cup know. final, so a cup tie round some sort of cup. But, yeah, but that was one of the great things about going to watch him, um, we'll just watch him full stop, was when it was tense at the end, he'd always he'd always get up. Mm. He'd always come up, and that's just. I mean, how did there, does there any other keepers that do that? There's too much pace in the game now. Yeah, being. I mean, if it's. If it's Say it's the cup tie and it's you have to score. Literally last second. You have to score, they'll do it. But not in like a league game or anything like that. Oh, Are you a fan of Mini Schmeichel? Casper. Yeah. yeah. Who's he play for? Tottenham. Leicester. Leicester. And he was playing today. Oh, did he play for Denmark. the winning Leicester? Yes, oh, he, he did. He's... Play for winning Leicester. Oh, he's done alright. Footballing dynasties, they're interesting, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Is it something that's passed on? Or is it the nurture element? The nurture, definitely. I think so. I think they. You already have a head start with the nurture in the fact that you've got an amazing player as your mum or dad, mm. um, and then the money that they've got to put you through all the. We're all getting the like three tiers of it now. Like Paolo Maldini, the legendary AC Milan defender. His dad was a player. Says so Maldini. He won the European Cup with AC. He won five. Paolo Maldini. Now his son is coming through the ranks. Apparently, he's insane. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Three. The, the second uh, generation. Be interesting to see if Jordi Cruyff has a son. He's even worse. That <laughs> yeah, was, was never good. Um, I guess we can't not finish the episode without talking about Messi and Ronaldo oh, and yeah. whose camps were in there. Do you know much about Messi and Ronaldo? Yeah. See, yeah. with that, 
I pride myself on being a know-it-all. So I, I have to know a little bit about every subject just yeah. so I can keep up in every conversation. And with football now, they're usually the things. Yeah, this, so, this is the entry level. So yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know who the best players are. I'll always know who the best players are, mm-hmm. generally. And they are a pleasure. It's like I, Ronaldo's just great to watch. I used to watch Zidane used to be my favourite player. Mm. Yeah. He never, he never lost the ball. Could control the ball. Somebody said about him, he could... You could fire the ball as hard as you wanted at him from any direction, and he would stop it. Yeah, every time. and it's true. Mm. He was he was great, great, great headbutter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, so Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo for me. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I'd have to go Ronaldo as well, and that's only in recent years. I feel like Ronaldo. I think he doesn't come as naturally to Ronaldo, so he has to work harder, which makes me admire him a little bit more because he does work incredibly hard. Mm. Uh, and I feel like Messi's just the last couple of years he's just, just taken a little step back maybe mm, no I'm going to stick with Messi because mm. ne- I've never been frustrated watching Lionel Messi but you do with Ronaldo yeah. Messi's a team player yeah, sure. lay it off he'll get well, his team yeah, forward there's, some, yeah, there's, there's a lot of props for that really there's too much bravado with Ronaldo mm. I mean both tax evaders so well, can't base absolutely. It on that. Yeah. Role models, How mental is that? When you're earning that awful, much money and you're evading awful, tax, awful, awful. why wouldn't you give forty percent of it away? I know. Come on, God, <laughs> greed. Mm. Um, well, I don't think that is the, the finisher. Oh yeah, you got What else. do we normally do? Oh, future, future of football. football. Well, well, I'm so glad you brought this up. I don't. What? What? I, I've not heard anyone clever or expert in football. Fucking hell. I've not heard anyone discussing VR really. VR, VAR, VAR. properly. What's the opinion on it? Are we, are we liking it? Is it good? Well, it's being used in the World Cup yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, exactly, yeah. It's, um, I, but well, it's the first one, isn't it? Yeah, as a referee, I, I hate it. Is that right? Do you think most referees don't like it? I think, well, my ambitions as a referee, if, if and when I get back into it, is never to go higher than non league. I want to stay at the top of the conference. And the problem is that when. You get VAR at the top, which doesn't work very well anyway. It certainly hasn't been at this World Cup. Everybody down the ladder expects that level of scrutiny and mm. accuracy, and it doesn't help the cause at all. Mm-hmm. And it's all this. And at the same time, I just feel like it's in there because the people who are pulling the strings now, the gambling companies, who want more definitive results to games, they want to be able to have more markets that you can bet in play on. When you got VAR, that that just adds so much more certainty to it, and all the actuaries who work in in the gambling companies who are figuring out these odds, it makes it so much easier for them, and it yeah. makes so much money for all those companies. Is that where it all stems from? Do you think? In my opinion, I've got no evidence to back that up as usual. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a big. I I wouldn't necessarily. I I don't know about the gambling thing. If I agree with that, oh, that's where it stems from. I see where you I see your point though. Yeah. But I think at, before the World Cup. I was like, yeah, I'm well for it. I'm, I'm up for VAR. I think it's great because I've seen it work perfectly in basketball. I've seen it work very, very well in rugby union and yeah. tennis as well. But tennis, and I thought, and, yeah. a, and goal line technology, I love. I think goal line technology is brilliant. That's a great football. innovation. I think that's But that's all that tennis yeah. really is. It's just goal line technology. For it's the very same shots. technology yeah. as well, Hawkeye. So for, for, for a simple interaction as that, I love, I love it, but for everything else with this World Cup, I just I haven't liked it at How all. How big is it? How big is it? I don't fully understand it. So what do you have? 
You have cameras everywhere, obviously. Cameras everywhere. It's just like you'd have cameras f- for football everywhere room. anyway. You use the same cameras that the TV broadcasts yeah. do, but you can wind them back and forth. You can use it up to four times in a match at the moment, the referee's discretion. Ah, so, so the referee will... Does he have a microphone? Well, I think yeah. they've always had microphones to speak to their assistants, but I now think, they've got someone in the control. I think the captain can appeal, can't he, and it, uh, to the referee to... To review, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not 100. And then the ref will get a, someone in his ear saying you should probably have a review and take another look. Mm. And then the referee runs off to the pitch side of the pitch. There's a TV screen there, and the control room show him all the angles he asked oh, for. Oh, he literally show the ref, and he looks at. I it. wasn't sure whose final say was. He it? goes over to a little box and watches it with like yeah. a cover on it. Really? Yeah. And he looks at it and he makes his decision. Oh, I like, oh, I like that a bit but more now. I did, I did like. The idea, I love the idea of it, but part of the beauty of football is that it's a human game and sometimes mistakes are made and the momentum of matches, I've noticed, have changed a lot in the World Cup when the wrong decision or the right decision has been made and sometimes you just need to go with instinct. I understand like with goal line technology, if it's a goal and it should be declared a goal, that's unfair. Yeah, It's unfair that they didn't get awarded the goal when the ball went over the line. I yes. get that. Sometimes, and the thing is, that's usually been called by assistant referees and it relies on them getting to the line at the same pace as the ball, which yeah. is impossible. Yeah, it's also, insane. But with referees, you might as well take them off the pitch. Yeah. You just, you might, they might as well not be there if they're not going to... And what are we going to talk about in the pub after if we can't talk about referees' decisions? Yeah, they are bloody good. They got everything spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait for next week. Yeah, it's good. Bloody fair game, this isn't it? (laughs) Perfect football. Jeans on toast. I've really enjoyed it, lads. Back of the net, guys. That's what I think. Corker scored. Nice. Sick as a parrot. Bye, ref. Bye. Bye.